Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Internet. Welcome back to another Out of Spec podcast. We have with us again, Brian, our friend from My Tesla Weekend, to help us uncover and decipher some of the fun Tesla rumors and things floating around the Internet. And a lot of people recently have been talking about batteries. I wouldn't say just recently. It's been talk since Tesla's inception. So I figured we would jump right in with some of the nerdy details of really figuring out why Tesla has or doesn't have enough battery supply to build their cars. And before we get into it, just let go ahead and jump down the comments and just leave opinions, leave questions. We want to grow the conversation and get some of your input and things that you should maybe think us have covered in the future. So let's jump right in. Brian, what do you know? Well, batteries have been a constraint since forever, right? Um, they didn't exist when Tesla first started building cars. They had to use laptop batteries and getting enough supply has been difficult. And now everyone's competing for the same batteries. But we've heard now not once but twice recently from Tesla themselves that they are no longer at this time battery constrained. They are, in fact, flush with batteries for both uh, mobile and stationary storage. So how do they get there? Well, that's really interesting. I definitely want to talk about how they get there. And I'm super pumped to talk about batteries because I think the entire conversation of EVs for the last years has been how far can it go on a charge? And now it's turned into how quickly can you charge the thing? Because everyone realized range doesn't actually matter. And then I think going forwards, it's going to be how are you going to power it? Where are you getting the batteries from? This is the conversation. Where are the minerals coming from? And I remember maybe it was two or three years ago at this point, but Tesla actually stopped producing some of their larger battery packs. They stopped producing the mega pack situation, all their big stationary storage, because they wanted to build as many vehicles as possible with the batteries they could get. So now sounds like that's not an issue anymore. That's, that's right. Yeah, and I guess to to some to start with a breakdown, I guess Tesla claims ninety percent of their batteries go into their cars, ten percent go into storage such as power walls and things like that. But yeah, it's cool that they aren't really constrained anymore. At least that's what was said in September. 
um, things are always changing. So the question becomes, how do you get there? So if you look at the biggest 10 battery manufacturers in the world, the bottom half you can kind of ignore. They're at like 1%, 2% of, of supply. But if you look at the big dogs, CATL, LG, Panasonic, BYD, Samsung, if you had a choice, who would you work with? Well, if you're Ford, you pick the number six guy, SK Innovations. And if you're VW, you go with LG and BYD, LG for the uh, longer range high drain applications with the nickel based batteries and BYD for the lithium iron phosphate. But if you're Tesla, they're getting, they're using CATL batteries in China for the standard range. They're using LG batteries in China for the long range and performance. And they're also using LG in, in Berlin at that factory in the U S it's all Panasonic so far with uh, BYD uh, being used for the, standard range vehicles made in Berlin. And now there's even a Samsung pilot plant. So they're buying from everybody in the top five. And they're also making their own batteries, uh, which are, which in the next five, 10 years, they'll definitely be in the top five players, probably top two or three, if they're lucky, but probably number four or five. It's crazy how many battery manufacturers are out there. I don't think people necessarily realize that. And of course, there's still plenty, plenty of people that think or assume Tesla just makes everything in-house, but they have been sourcing them for a while. And Panasonic was an early, like, big source for them, right? Big partner. That's the Nevada factory, which makes all the batteries for the models 3 and Y in the U.S. Uh, up until very recently, uh, is a joint venture with... So it's a Panasonic-Tesla factory. It was billions of dollars. And it's cranking out what 35 gigawatt hours a year it's a uh, quite a quite a process and panasonic has uh, a, a, again a pilot line for the 4680 in oh i want to say i'm not sure where the pilot line is but they're going to be building 4680s and we've got so let's see who is it we've got uh yeah panasonic's doing their 4680s uh lg is doing 4680s i think yeah, and what's the other one I got there? I sent it to you before. But everybody, yeah, Samsung is also making 4680s. So Tesla has an insatiable hunger for, for batteries. Everybody's jumped on, and now it looks like they're ready to go crazy. So can you explain how Tesla's sort of, as much as you know, in the back end, working on sourcing these battery contracts? On one hand, they're producing their own batteries in direct competitions with Panasonic, Samsung, CATL, etc. How is that from a frictional standpoint, which is like, hey, we're building as many batteries, we're ramping our own as much as possible, so hopefully we don't need you in the future? Or is it we're going to need to make as many as possible and we're also going to need you in the future? How does that work? So that was what Elon had said at the presentation was that don't think that this is the end of our relationship. We will still buy every cell you can produce. The 4680s that Tesla makes has secret sauce. They've got their tabless design which is, uh, so at a battery, it's a wound up little like bedroll, and at each end is a little tab where the juice goes in and out. And what Tesla did is instead put tabs at the entire top and the entire bottom. So you can call it tabless, but I call it, oops, all tabs. So that allows for energy in and out faster, and that's part of the secret sauce, and they won't let others build that. So the 4680 designs we're seeing from like Panasonic is a five tab design. So that would still be 
the same shape, but it would be for a standard range application or or, mo or stationary storage where the ones they make, it's like, I'm going to still make my hot rods in-house, but you can help me make my economy cars. Batteries are so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> On one hand, they're actually super simple, but people don't typically realize, and some car manufacturers use the pouch cells, Tesla using the cylindrical cells, and some people don't realize that like a battery pack is a ton of cells. I don't know how many are in a like thousands model Y, but yeah, I know our Rivian like example, five thousand. Yeah, our Rivian yeah. has like seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven, but that's a big battery pack. So. That's a double stack boy there. <laughs> and <clears throat> Tesla's architectures allowed them to for the standard range in China, they're using prismatic, and for the standard range that they're building in Berlin, they're using blade batteries. So there is still some flexibility within the platform to do different stuff, and <clears throat> it allows them to, you know. If you have a good product, we can put it in a car, we can put it in a power wall, we can do whatever. And the nice thing is Tesla's been working to get away. Uh, uh, Kyle had asked about minerals. They're working to get away from cobalt and nickel. The batteries that they use uh, use less of those, and they're doing a lot more lithium iron phosphate, which uses neither of those. Uh, lithium, <laughs> iron, and phosphate are all abundant non-conflict minerals i'm a big fan of these lfp battery packs for especially <clears throat> the lower range applications because they're not as energy dense as when we start talking about other chemistries but they do a love to just be abused full charge drain them they don't care you do anything you want with this battery it's great they do need to see full charge though and we can do a whole episode as to why uh that's the case into the future but okay tesla sounds like they understood the issue very early on they aggressively pursued a battery contracts with all of the top battery makers they are aggressively ramping up their own production even their pilot line at cato road had some insane output for being considered a pilot line what was it like two gigawatt i forget exactly what it was I think it might have even, yeah, I think it was 10 gigawatt hours was the nameplate, but they were achieving two. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Crazy. It's, and, and, and the building, like, you've seen it, it's very small. Yeah, it's wild. And then you watch the video of these things going around and the way they're pumping them out. It's so cool. I actually had some friends that used to work there that no longer do, and it just sounded like a really interesting place. Um, but can we talk about, okay, Tesla at least claims that they have all the batteries in the world. They're manufacturing things. There might be other constraints. I worry about the other automakers. What the heck are they going to do? A lot of these existing automakers, you know, some people refer to them as legacy or established, whatever you want to call them. They are about to transition a lot of them over their portfolio to heavily either electrified or fully electric vehicles. Where the heck are they going to get batteries from? If Tesla is saying, we'll buy every cell you can make. So in Shanghai, for example, less than two, a mile or two from Giga Shanghai, CATL is building a massive new factory. Now, it's possible all these batteries could go to, to Tesla, but they're building capacity faster than Tesla can use it. So the answer is they're getting the leftovers, I guess. They're getting the similar products from the, from the same people, but Tesla is the buyer of choice because they know that this is their do or die product. This is what they do for a living where the other guys are kind of, well, should we, should we go heavier into hybrids? Uh, are we going to do electric at all? Well, we're not going to design any more V8 except for these next two. It's like, well, 
where's the commitment to batteries? Very interesting. Yeah, I could see how all of these semantics play into negotiations and really can affect long-term contracts. It's all a fascinating world to me. And this, I would say, is a very much an introductory course as to why Tesla is leading here. But if you had to give us some final thoughts here to leave us with, what should our viewers be walking away with from this short podcast of either is the battery situation, are we going into a battery shortage, is this going to become the big topic, or are we all fine? I'd say we're fine. There's this big tax credit coming up starting next year where it's an insane amount of money that can go to the producer of batteries. <clears throat> this isn't a buyer credit. This is a manufacturer credit of up to $35 per kilowatt hour. So if you're talking a, a, a Tesla Plaid, if those batteries were made in a free trade country and the minerals mined in a free trade country, you got a $3,500 discount. And that's insane. So yeah, looking at the list of free trade countries, you've got all of Latin America, but in terms of big uh, mining countries, you've got Canada, US, Australia, and a few others to a lesser extent. So uh, right now, uh, a Hyundai is not going to get any battery credit because the minerals are mined overseas and the batteries made overseas. And companies like Tesla are going to get a strong price advantage and that cascades. So the takeaway is it's Tesla's got enough batteries and the roadmap to more batteries is secure. Yeah. I think that's good to know and good for people to know and understand that it's not, it's not all crazy and chaos. There's a lot of things that are going right, especially as we continue to ramp down from the chaos that was COVID and there aren't shortages for everything. There's still shortages for a lot of things, but there are plenty of batteries um, still in production. And it's interesting to see how that continues to be changed with Tesla's sourcing and with this new you know, tax credit situation, what's going to change with different auto manufacturers because everyone wants a piece of that pie, including for the final consumer. So really appreciate your time, Brian. And everyone, leave comments, questions down below. And um, check out Brian at My Tesla Weekend. We'll leave his link in the description as well. And we'll see you on an episode very soon. Thank you, Jordan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.